0: Welcome to Humanities by Humans, a podcast which features all aspects of the humanities from ancient to our everyday lives. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Burbage, and among many things, I teach humanities at Tidewater Community College. Each episode features a student voice. Today's episode features Allie, a social science major. She and I had a chance to talk about her episode. Your podcast is amazing. Um, You incorporated critical and creative thinking really clearly you use sounds effectively. So are you secretly a podcast um, expert? (laughs) I am not, by no means.
1: I have never done a podcast, never thought I'd do a podcast. So this was a completely new experience to me.
0: Listeners, you're in for a real treat as you hear Allie talk about the fascinating subject of selective attention. But be warned, the start can be quite a startle.
1: Sorry about that, but I had to make sure I had your full attention. Our creative thinking topic today will cover a specific type of attention. Selective attention. But before we get into that, let me ask you a question. What exactly is attention? Well, Dictionary.com defines attention as the regarding of someone or something as interesting or important. Now, with so many things happening in our day-to-day lives, how can we pay attention to what is important? Well, that is where a topic comes in. Simplypsychology.org defines selective attention as the process of directing our awareness to relevant stimuli while ignoring irrelevant stimuli in our environment. I know, I know. Lot of terminology there. But it's basically saying that we focus on something that has caught our attention, such as a big pink truck or a loud train horn and we tune out things around our focus, such as other cars around the truck, or conversations going on while the train horn is still going. I will be talking about two types of selective attention, auditory and visual. Auditory selective attention is when you focus on a specific sound, whether that be the train horn from earlier, or a conversation you're listening in on a few tables over. According to VeryWellMind.com, there are two main models. The first one is Broadbent's filter model. In 1958, Broadbent proposed that physical characteristics of messages are used to select one message for further processing and that all other messages are lost. To test this, he used a dichotic listening task, also called the split-pan experiment. In his experiment, He would send auditory messages in one ear and a different message in the other at the same time. He then asked listeners to repeat out loud which message they heard. He thought that the messages which were not repeated didn't pass through the filter, so it wasn't understood. Later, his experiment was criticized for several reasons. The main reason was that people believed that both messages were in fact processed, but on a subconscious level, and that the unrepeated message was simply forgotten. Also, according to this model, the cocktail effect should not be possible. I will explain this more later. The second model is Tressman's model. She believed that we don't ignore the unrepeated messages, but simply turn them down like a volume knob. So if three things are happening at once, we process all three, but we turn down two to focus on the main one.
0: In the end, it's our ideal, our values.
1: The main criticism for this model is that it's too vague. Okay, okay. I know that was a lot to take in. You're probably asking yourself, why do I need to know all this and how does this relate to critical thinking? Well, it's important for me to explain this because it concerns our factor selection process. As I mentioned in the beginning, we have so much to pay attention to every day that shapes our opinions and point of view. We should learn how to select the information we would like to pay attention to. Once we know the theories of selective attention, we can begin to actively practice it in order to obtain information that will help our critical thinking process. Remember I mentioned the cocktail effect? Well, the cocktail effect is a real-life example of auditory selective attention. This effect happens when you listen to certain sounds while tuning others out, just like the volume now we talked about. For example, let's say you're in a crowded room with a lot of conversation going on. What happens when you hear someone say your name in one of those conversations? Do you ignore it? Well, some of you might, but most tend to tune out the other conversations in the room to listen to that specific conversation to figure out what they're saying about you. So now that we've learned about auditory selective attention, it's time to talk about visual selective attention. It's basically the same as auditory selective attention, but with things we see. According to verywellmind.com, there are two models. The spotlight model created by William James and the zoom lens model. The spotlight model basically states that whatever our main focus is, that's our spotlight. Think of an actor or an actress in the spotlight. When they're in the spotlight, we tend to notice specific details about them. Now, have you ever thought about the things around that spotlight? This area is called the fringe. We also notice objects and details in this area, but they aren't as specific. What about things we don't see while focusing on our spotlight? This area is called the margin. If you want to test this, just look up and find one thing to focus on. Have you found your focus? Good. Keep looking at it. Notice how much detail you can get from it. Now, without taking your eyes off your focus, take note of the objects around your spotlight. See how you don't notice as specific details of the objects? That is your fringe. Now look around. Notice the things that you didn't see before? That is your margin. The second model is a zoom lens model. This model is simply an addition to the spotlight model. It states that you can increase or decrease the spotlight area. It also explains that a larger spotlight takes longer to process, while a smaller spotlight takes less time to process. A real world example of visual selective attention is called change blindness psychreg.org explains that this refers to when people fail to detect relatively large changes in visual scenes have you ever been so focused on one particular thing whether that is a book phone tv or whatever you were focused on that you failed to notice that all of a sudden there's someone standing next to you whoa whoa well that is an example of change blindness you were so focused on one thing that you failed to notice the change in your visual scene well That is all the time we have for today. If you would like to see videos of change blindness being demonstrated, I recommend visiting psychreg.org and checking out their videos or simply looking up Change Blindness Experiment on YouTube. There are some funny ones done by National Geographic and Darren Brown. If you want to know more about selective attention models, visit verywellmind.com or look at a YouTube video by Lectorial Medical, who does a great job of breaking down and explaining the models in more details. All of my sounds I found on YouTube, Audio, Library, and Soundbible.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something and can now go out into the world with more knowledge. Until next time!
0: Thanks for such a great explanation of selective attention, Allie. I don't think I'll hear an alarm or a train horn quite the same again. Listeners, if you liked today's episode, take a look at the resources mentioned. They're linked in the show notes. The Humanities by Humans theme song is composed by Joseph Dade. A special thanks to all of today's contributors. We hope you'll tune in to the next episode of Humanities by Humans, where we study human culture and contribute to it, too.